it's normal. Like I'm not a circus performer. (laughs) You know, none of us are in real life. We cannot keep all those plates spinning. I'm Stacy, And I'm Emily. We're Christians, wives, moms, and best friends. We always knew motherhood would change our lives. Little did we know how much. We're here to talk about the challenges and victories we all encounter day to day. Motherhood is a journey and there is so much joy to be found. You're listening to Mom Calling. Hey you guys, welcome back to episode number four. Hey guys, we're so excited that you're here. How's your week been? How have you guys been doing? It's going really well. I feel like um, we're kind of getting into a groove of things. Um, Liam's birthday was last week, so my dad came to visit. And so um, we took the whole week off of school, which is really awesome for homeschool kids. I feel like, you know, when you kind of have the curriculum for the whole year and, you know, you can schedule it basically around your life, it's pretty cool. So we took the whole week off last week. Um, and then, you know, got right back at it this morning. It's Monday, by the way. Um, so we got right back at it today when we're recording this on Monday and, um, uh, the kids were a little bit unhappy. They were like, can we just skip it one more day, please? But (laughs) we're getting back in the groove. Um, and the weather is nice again. We had like a weird cold snap last week and I was not a fan. Um, so we're back in the 80s again this week, which is super nice. And so what was it like 72 or something? <laughs> it was like 65. <laughs> nice Stacey. little cold snap. <laughs> yeah. Burr. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got an icicle on my on my nose. Oh my. <laughs> I know. My dad was making jokes. He was like are you kidding? Well, you're going to die when you come to Pennsylvania. (laughs) And I was like, I was literally, if you could have seen me, I was wearing leggings and then I had a long sleeve shirt on and then I had a jacket on and the jacket had a hood and I like had the hood over my head and I had a baseball hat on and I was like bundled up. Oh my. At 65. You better get back in touch with your Northern roots, girl. I know. So I'm not, I'm excited though. I am excited about going up north for um, Christmas. It'll be fun. I think we're actually, when that happens, I think we're planning on taking the kids maybe snow tubing or something. (gasps) There's a couple um, ski places near us in Pennsylvania. And so um, I know that Patrick really wants to take them snowboarding. Mm -hmm. I've never learned how to snowboard in my life. I'm kind of scared. I went skiing for the first time in high school and it was so much fun. I went with my friend Mary. Um, and oh, I didn't know you guys you know, did that. That's yeah. cool. So if we go with the boys, um, you know, luckily I'll have Pat and we'll start out small. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. Cool. Yeah, Stacy. So um, what about you? How's your week going and your weekend? It's been okay. We ended up picking up like some kind of bug. I don't know if it's, I know, um, I guess like RSV is really going around right now. So I don't know if we got that, but both the kids were pretty sick. Like all like last week into like, I think they're finally kind of getting over the hump of it now, but 
Um, so that was sort of like not fun, but um, and it's so hard because like with you know Penelope, we can do lots of things, and I can give her foods and you know supplements and drinks and all kinds of stuff to like help her feel better. But then with Judah, like I really can't give him anything. So, um, you know, like I'm nursing him, which you know breast milk's really good for their immune systems and all that, but like. I don't know. It's just so hard because there's like, <clears throat> excuse me, there's nothing you can really do for a baby. Like, you know, nurse him and suck his nose and all that. But um, so, yeah, that's been kind of rough. But we've just been resting and hanging out as a family, which is kind of nice sometimes when you get sick to take that time to just rest and hang out together. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, that's. I, f- I feel like when, you know, your kids are are sick, it's. I don't know. It can feel like a couple of days almost feels like months. You're like, <laughs> who's showered? What day is it? What's happening? Nothing's clean. But Seriously, it's also kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, it's nice as well. Um, because if you did have things that were scheduled, you're pretty much stuck at home and you don't really have places to go and, and things to do and stuff. So um, I think, Emily, you have our mom fact for today, but if you're cool with it, I wanted to quickly share. Um, I looked up a little bit. I last week had shared, you know, about Mother's Day, and it kind of got me curious about the history of Father's Day. So I was just wanting to share a little bit real quick what I found about that. Yes. So um, I just got curious about this and because I wondered after learning about Mother's Day, I was like, okay, you know, how did Father's Day then come about? You know, was it... I don't know. Was it from Mother's Day? Was it its own thing? So I did a little research. And what I found was that actually Father's Day did come out of kind of the wake of Mother's Day, inspired by Mother's Day. And there was a woman named Sonora Smart Dodd. And she was the one who actually pushed for the celebration after, you know, seeing the celebration of Mother's Day. And the reason um, she was inspired to do it was because her father was actually a widower who raised her and her five siblings on his own after her mother died. And so I thought that was like a really sweet story. She, you know, saw the celebration of mothers and had seen all the sacrifice that her father had done for her and her siblings and, you know, started to push for this celebration. Um, And it didn't actually become, though, an official holiday until 1972, which I thought was crazy because that's like not – that long ago. I mean, that's like yeah. since our parents have been born. So I thought that was cool. And um, apparently I thought this was kind of funny too. Like fathers originally kind of resisted this because they thought it seemed too effeminate. Like it seemed too girly because of Mother's Day. And so, you know, when it started to be compared to Mother's Day, they were like, nah, we don't want that. But anyway, it still officially became a holiday in 1972 and obviously is still celebrated today. So I thought that was really cool. I never knew the history of those two holidays were so sweet. So that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I never, never knew that. All right. Well, what did you find for us, Em? Okay. So our mom fact today is about heavy babies. And we're going to get into how heavy each of our babies were. And (laughs) you, yeah. So. Okay, so it says the heaviest human baby was born to Signora Carmelina, Carmelina Fidelli in 
Aversa, Italy in September 1955. Also, I'm really sorry if I just butchered her name, but I did my best, you guys. Um, And we'll put this mom fact in the show notes and we'll actually type out her name so that we know for a fact. Um, But the baby was born in Italy in September 1955. Her son weighed 22 pounds, 8 ounces. Okay, oh. I, have a co- I have a couple things to say about this. <laughs> that we don't actually know if she had a vaginal birth. <laughs> I would assume probably not. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because this was 1955. So were they actually doing C-sections back then? I mean, probably. Horrendous. Wow. Sounds terrible. Um. So... I thought it would be fun to now share how big our babies were because 22 pounds, eight ounces, holy cow, makes my babies seem like teeny tiny little nuggets. Well, that's that's actually how big Judah is now. He's 22 oh pounds and he's seven gosh. months old. And he's Can big you imagine? seven months old. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, Stacey? <laughs> no. I don't want to think about it. Well, that's, if you were this wow. lady in 1955, that could have been you. Um, wow. How big was Judah when he was born? So I I actually had pretty big babies too. So he was Penelope was nine pounds three ounces, and um she was actually born by C section. And then uh, Judah was nine pounds thirteen ounces, and he was born uh, by VBAC. Okay, nice. So they were they were both pretty big. I'm hoping and you had a home birth with him, so that's exciting. And that's something that we're gonna share. You know, our actual birth stories we plan to share in mm-hmm. a later episode. Um, but yeah, man, nine pounds home birth. Ooh. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Yeah, he took good he, for you. He was he was a little uh stuck coming out. That's what I'll say. He took a while to get him out, but <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> he I made did. you work for it. <laughs> I did. You're still paying you? for I- it. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I think all moms, it's kind of just, you know, I need to get that uh, Listen, pelvic we could floor get, PT. Yeah. Um, so my boys, so Sawyer was, well, I'll start with Liam because he was first. Liam was um, seven pounds, six ounces. And then Sawyer was, I think he was right on the money at eight pounds. And Sawyer actually came so fast, his brother, because they're 16 months apart. His brother pretty much greased the skids for him. And like, I'm pretty (laughs) positive that my body didn't have time to go back to normal because when I was 38 weeks pregnant, like at my 38 week checkup for Sawyer, I was already five centimeters and 80% effaced. And that was at 38 weeks. Just Wait, like how many chill. centimeters? I was five centimeters and 80% effaced. So like. Wow. Yeah, I was just chilling. So, but yeah. Wow. It was wild. Um, but I'm glad that they were not 22 pounds. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Man. Whew. I wonder if that lady had any more children. <laughs> probably not. She was probably scarred for life. 
Oh my goodness. That's like, okay. Okay. For real. Hold on. For real. Yeah. With Thanksgiving coming up, like this is literally the size of Thanksgiving turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like (laughs) you're pushing a Thanksgiving turkey out. Like, wow. I hope that she got an award or something. I don't know if you've oh heard of like a push present. Have you ever heard of that? A oh push yeah. Present? I that yeah, is a hundred percent something that like has come out mm-hmm. in our generation. Like, and so, oh yeah. But anyways, this lady in 1955, she deserved a push <laughs> present. So I hope that <laughs> I hope she got one. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. Oh my goodness, that's that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so, Emily, I have a question for you. Okay, hit me. Okay, what does uh, Hannah Montana have to do with what we're talking about today? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, no ideas? No ideas? No, no? A little song called Nobody's Perfect. Do you remember this? Yeah, kind of. Yeah? No, you don't remember? Okay, I'll, I'll have to play it for you. I have these vague memories. I think Hannah Montana was like just just after we got out of our Disney Channel years. It was like, because I remember it coming on, but then I like kind of phased out of, I think that was just after our Disney Channel years. But anyway, so yes, we were going to talk about our imperfections today. And why they're okay, because nobody's perfect. Not even Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I've been just thinking lately about why, you know, and and we've talked about this a lot, like, in our whole concept for this podcast and, like, our first couple episodes, but, like, just about the struggles of motherhood and just struggles of life in general. I think one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is – Okay, so there's a difference, obviously, between, you know, sin and then just, you know, like weaknesses or areas that we, you know, maybe aren't as strong in. They're they're separate things. And so I've just been thinking about what are the things that we can look at in our life that are are not necessarily like bad. They're not anything bad, but they're just maybe a weakness of ours, right? And what does that mean? What do we do with that? And so after thinking about this and kind of talking about it with Emily, we just thought it would be something, you know, helpful to talk about and share with you guys. And we all have areas that we excel in and then things that we need to work on. And I think sometimes we can just get too bogged down in those weaknesses and we don't put them in their proper place. So what we want to kind of talk about today is how do we handle those weaknesses in a productive way? So... I don't know. Okay, so obviously, guys, like, we know, I think all of us would readily admit, like, none of us think that we're perfect, and and none of us expect ourselves to be perfect. And I think this feeling of, like, trying to be perfect kind of means different things to different people. But how I think of it is, because obviously, I don't, I know I can't be perfect in the true sense of the word. What I try to do and what makes me feel like I'm failing or what makes me feel like, oh, well, there's another way that I stink as a mother or, you know, there's another thing that I'm just not good at or whatever it is, is 
I think the image I get in my mind is of the the circus performer with the spinning plates. You you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The, like, yeah. So in my mind, what I picture is okay, as me as this person, as Stacy Gunther, as a wife, a mother, friend, daughter, all these things. I have all these plates that I'm spinning. And these are all roles that I have, jobs that I have, tasks that I need to do. um, And in order to be a good fill in the blank, you know, wife, mother, friend, daughter. And when I talk about like the things that make me imperfect or like my shortcomings, what I think of is like those things, those plates that keep falling and breaking, like the plates that I can just not keep spinning. And I think that's normal. Like I think for a lot of people, you know, there's going to be continually plates falling and breaking. So, okay, then what does that mean? Then, you know, do I need to take a step back? Do I have too many plates spinning? Do I need to take a couple of them down? Um, You know, or is there really an area where like all the plates are falling that I'm just not like giving enough attention to that area of my life? And so if that helps kind of, I guess, clarify like maybe what we mean when we're talking about like being imperfect, that's kind of how I think of it is it's normal. Like I'm not a circus performer. (laughs) You know, none of us are in real life. We cannot keep all those plates spinning. Like some of them are going to fall and break sometimes. That's just part of life and that's part of being human. And so just accepting that and realizing that like that's okay And, you know, yeah, if you're having one plate that keeps falling and breaking over and over or, you know, a whole section of plates that seem to always fall and break, then like, okay, do I need to take a step back? And, you know, maybe I'm overcommitting. Maybe um, this is an area that I need to work on. But like just accepting that it's okay. Like it's never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be able to keep all the plates spinning all the time. And just like being okay with that, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, Emily, what do you think? Like, because I think we all are pretty generally aware of our weaknesses. So what would you say like um, about how these kind of come out for you day to day, like in, you know, mothering or marriage or whatever? Like, how does that look for you? Yeah. Okay. So. So with mothering, you know, Stacy and I both talked about this. So, you know, I'm sure that she can hop in and uh, in on this mm-hmm. as well. Um, we were talking about like making projects with our kids. So, you know, I homeschool the boys. They're in first grade and kindergarten and stuff. And actually the curriculum we used last year was more like, here's a craft, do this, do that. And it was all good and well, you know, but I don't know it like the boys are sometimes interested and then also sometimes not. Um, And so the curriculum, you know, we're using this year really doesn't have that built into it. But we were talking about, you know, Stacey had shared earlier with me about, um, you know, like different projects that she wants to do with Penelope and stuff and just how it's difficult. And I was saying, yeah, like, I literally have a Pinterest board or multiple Pinterest boards that I've created over the years. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is such a cool science project. This is such a cool, you know, 
fall or Christmas. Yeah, I mean, there's literally a project. You go to Pinterest, like you can pretty much find a project it's the for black things. Hole. Yeah, it's like a black abyss. And you're just like, I didn't even know that this holiday project existed. Um, and here's 50 of them in 10 different ways and that's in like eight where, different languages. Ma- that's where mother's self-esteem goes to die is on Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. If you want like a pick me up, go to Pinterest and, you know, go down the black abyss. No, I'm just kidding. I love Pinterest. Literally love Pinterest. Um, For real, I go to Pinterest for everything. But with that being said, you know, it's like, you know, kind of what we talked about last week, that it can get super overwhelming. And then, you know, you, I personally for a long time struggled and I still kind of struggle with it. Um, It's been something I've been really working on and trying to like pray more about because, you know, when I would share it with Patrick and stuff like that, he'd be like, you understand that that is so unrealistic. And it was the fact that I would go to bed every single night and I'd be like, just have these plants of doubt in my head. And I'd be like, I'm such a terrible mother. Like I didn't do this or I didn't do that or I didn't you know, what, like fill in the blank. It's like, I didn't play with the kids enough today. I didn't give it enough one-on-one time. I didn't, you know, do that craft. Like speaking of crafts, it's like, I didn't do that craft with them or whatever. And it's like, why do we beat ourselves up? Because again, I'm a stay at home mom. So I'm literally with these children 24 seven. Um, you know, so it's like, I am a good mom. But again, we can look at it as Satan will truly use any opportunity humanly possible to make you feel like you're less than, you know, and also the comparison thing, kind of like what Mm -hmm. we talked about in last week's episode is that, you know, in no way am I saying if you do 80 crafts a week with your kids that you're, you know, somehow a crazy person. Like, not at all. If, if that is your strong suit and you love that, that's amazing. And you should 100% do that and continue to do that. But mm-hmm. crafting is not my strong suit. I love to go outside with my kids and play with them. And mm-hmm. so, and actually, you know, another thing Stacey and I were talking about along with the craft thing is that the craft thing is something, it's like a insecure projection that I put on myself. I go to Pinterest, Mm -hmm. I find all these ideas and then I, you know, and then I'm the one that beats myself up about it for not doing it or not doing it enough or whatever. And my kids don't even know. My kids are not the ones asking me to do these crafts because if they were, of course, I would try and make more time for it. But, you know, 90% of the time the boys are bugging me to play Legos or make this, or can we go outside and catch lizards or, you know, whatever. And so that works for our family. And obviously I'm not saying that I'm never going to do projects with them because we do. It's just like, you know, you shouldn't be going to bed at night feeling like you're less than, or that you somehow didn't measure up because that's a red light story. And, you know, if at the end of the day, you 
loved your kids and you, you know, made time for God and stuff like that and your husband during the day, then in my book, you had an amazing day. You're, you know, you're an amazing mother and you should hold on to that truth and not the truth that's coming from a negative place of what everybody else is doing in society kind of a thing. So I actually have another book recommendation for you guys this week. Um, I just happened to come across a second book that was super, super good. So I promise it won't always be books, but for this week, I wanted to share with you guys about a book called And Then I Had Kids, and it's by a woman named Susan Alexander Yates. And it was such a good book. I think the reason that I liked it so much was because she just shared tons of things from her own life that she experienced, specific situations of moments where she felt maybe embarrassed or inadequate, moments where she laughed, moments where she was frustrated, just lots of things from her life that I could really relate to. And then she also gave a lot of tips for things with discipline, things with seeking to have a creative home, trying to have role models for your kids, and also seeking to be role models for other children. Um, Just lots of really, really good things. And just encouragement in um, recognizing the season that you're in. And now her book is specifically, this book is for um, mothers of young children, but she also has another book that she wrote called, And Then I Had Teenagers, which is more directed toward parents of teens and preteens. I have not read that one yet, um, but the one I read was super, super good. Um, So I'll have a link for that for you guys in the show notes. But again, it is called And Then I Had Kids by Susan Alexander Yates. And if you are able to, I'd highly recommend checking it out. And pro tip, if you don't have time to necessarily sit down and read, which I don't really have a ton of time to do right now either. I actually listened to the audiobook, and the audiobook I listened to, I think it was a condensed version if I remember correctly, but it was only a little over three hours. So um, it was super easy to listen to, and um, it's actually read by Susan Alexander Yates, and she's got a very soothing, calming voice. It was wonderful to listen to and just had lots of good information in it. So I'll have the paper copy as well as the audiobook linked for you guys down in the show notes. And um, I would recommend you go check it out. It's a really good book. Yeah. And I think like the other thing is, I think sometimes we think things are weaknesses that are actually not weaknesses. And this was something I kind of discovered just in, I'm a verbal processor. So sometimes I have to like talk it out in order to uh, understand what I even think about something. (laughs) Shout out to all the verbal processors out there. So when I was talking to Emily about this, I kind of realized, I was like, you know what? I think there's sometimes things that we think are weaknesses that are actually not weaknesses. And I think the reason that we think they're weaknesses is because we're comparing, again, we're comparing our lives to somebody else's. And so something you could try if there's an area in your life that you feel like is a weakness, look at it and think, okay, is this actually a weakness or is this just not a priority in my life, right? Because there, we all have to prioritize. We all have things that are more important to us than others. We all, you know, have decisions that we've made about our parenting and our families about what we're going to make important and what we're not. And, you know, hopefully we're making those decisions based on 
truth and, you know, what works best for our family. And I think when the, you know, what makes us think then at some point that those things that we don't prioritize and so we don't put a lot of effort into them, our weaknesses is when we start looking at somebody else's life who that is a priority for. And I think that that's like a really key thing to recognize because as soon as I do that, then all of a sudden I feel like, oh man, I'm not as good of a mother because I don't do that thing as well or as much or I don't put as much time into it. When in reality, that's the decision that I made because that's what I thought and you know we thought was best for our family. So I just want to say that to encourage you that like sometimes in the moment we can feel and we may not even process it like intellectually, but we might we may feel that feeling of like, that's a weakness of mine, when really it's not. It's just something that we've chosen not to prioritize for our family. And that's just like so freeing, like the thought of that, you know? And um, we all have areas where we wish we were doing better, right? Like where we have a goal we haven't met or we have just something that, you know, we know that we want to do better, you know? And like for me right now, there's like a couple things, but just kind of coming out of having had a baby a few months ago, you know, like my weight is definitely a thing that I would like to be in a better place, right? And and be healthier and be in better shape, but it's just not my reality right now, you know? And like I I can recognize that and see it for what it is, you know, but then also realize and not get down on myself because I know that you know, the circumstances and like the season of life that I'm in right now that it's just harder to prioritize, you know, and, um, and, you know, like, I think another thing that's important with working through weaknesses or, or, um, putting them in their proper place is, okay, what are the things that I have control over and what are the things that I don't? So with my weight, okay, like, what can I work on? So I think for me, like, the couple things I can work on are definitely getting more exercise. Um, you know, that's a big one for me. I just haven't had a ton of time and just haven't made it a priority yet, but I, I do want to do it. But then I also, there's things about it that I don't really have control over. You know, like, for a lot of women, when you're nursing, your body holds on to weight. And I'm definitely one of those women. <laughs> I am not one of those women who loses tons of weight by nursing. And so, you know, in reality, like since I have been either pregnant or nursing since I ha- I got pregnant with my daughter. So for like three years now. And so, you know, that's just where I'm at. And I don't really have control over that. And so I think it's just important to, you know, like, yes, that is a weakness of mine in the sense of I'm not super disciplined in exercising, but then there's also other things affecting that that I don't have control over. Um, and so when I think of it that way, you know, I don't get as down on myself. Well, guys, I hope this has all been really helpful and just um, it was a little bit all over the place. Um, it was an imperfect episode, if you will, but um, I hope that it was helpful to you guys and just maybe gave you some encouragement that if you feel like there's areas that you're falling short in that it's okay and it's normal and, you know, see if there's something that you can do to help it. But if if it's just an area that you're struggling in, like just give yourself some grace and don't be too hard on yourself. Um, 
And as we move into kind of wrapping up today, I did want to share with you next week, we're going to be actually talking about a little bit about marriage and specifically kind of transition, the transition of being married to being married with kids and what that's like, um, some of the the struggles that can come out of that for you and your spouse, and then also just about, you know, trying to be united together as a couple in raising your kids. So um, join us for that. And now um, I have a scripture that I'd like to share with you guys. And I thought this was really fitting just with what we've been talking about today. So this is from 1 Corinthians, and it's um, where Paul's talking about his thorn in the flesh. Now this is, you know, the thorn in the flesh is something that we're never told what it is, which is kind of cool because I think it gives um, a little bit more, I don't know what's the word, freedom to, um, I don't know, just think about, you know, what's our thorn in the flesh or maybe what's something that we're struggling with. So this is uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Paul says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I love that Bible verse. Oh, I know. It's so reassuring. I know. I feel like it's something that we can all kind of live by um, and like apply it to our lives. And I love that, like when I am weak. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I'm going to um, take us out in prayer. And um, we are so glad that you guys tuned into this episode. And um, we hope that you guys come back next week for our episode on marriage. So Dear Father in Heaven, thank you so much for this amazing day um, and these wonderful women who have listened to this podcast. Please help them to um, be able to apply this to their lives and help them to um, know that they're they're imperfect. You know, we are all imperfect. We're all, um, you know, trying to um, do the best that we can and you equip us on a daily basis to, um, you know, do the best that we can for our kids and our family and all of that. And so just help us to remember that and help us to, um, just realize that you are always with us, even during those hard days and those hard seasons, those hard mental moments where, um, you know, we kind of want to throw in the towel. Please be with these women, take them out, help them to have a great week and uh, bless them, bless their families and help them um, to feel your love surrounding them in every task that they do this week. Amen. All right. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We love you guys. Join us for a new episode every Monday as we continue to share our journeys of faith, marriage, and motherhood. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave a review or comment. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at Podcast. 
Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there is so much joy in this journey.